Thank you for, for being here tonight. Thank you for joining us online. You've chosen to be here. You didn't have to come. You, you've chosen to be here. You've chosen to be here to give thanks. Right now, for the majority of you, I don't know what's going on in your lives. But I do know this. Tonight, you can give thanks. You can give thanks to the Lord. The psalmist tells us just that in Psalm 118, verse 1. He says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, those first few words, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Not we are good, not they are good, not life is good. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We see that, and then we're able to notice the next part. He doesn't tell us when to give thanks. He just tells us to give thanks. Why? Because the Lord is good. And, and since there is no manual within this little section of Scripture that, that says when we are to do this, when are we to give thanks? Always. But here's why we are always to do it. It's those next six words in that verse. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. His, obviously, you all know, that's why you're here, it equals the Lord's. The, the Lord's steadfast love for you endures forever. Let me take some time again and explain how great that is and why we give thanks this steadfast love that, that God has for us is an unwavering love. It's, it's a loyal love that, that knows no bounds. It is, it is a love that is there for us forever, even when we don't deserve it. Even when we think there is no way that God would love me, his love is still there. Even though when there's times when we think God would not allow me to be going through this or my family to be going through this, his love is still there for us. And because his love is still there for us, we can give thanks to him. We can give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he is good. We'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love for you endures forever. So we, we understand that, right? Now we're going to go to that second reading that Quentin just read for us. It's, it's a really long one, right? Second Thessalonians chapter 5, that's where we're going to be. We're going to spend our time there tonight. So if you have a, excuse me, First Thessalonians 5, um, that's where we're going to be if you have your Bible or your phone. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. 
and while there's not many words here, there's a lot of depth to what God has, has written here. So we're going to work our way through this little section of Scripture, and we're going to see how we can give thanks to the Lord at all times and in all circumstances with his help. Okay? So let's begin there with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Rejoice always. That's it. It just says, rejoice always. Other translations might say, always be joyful. It's easy, right? Maybe when, when things are going good, when the family's healthy, when the grades are coming in the way we want them to, all the family's able to get together and there's not much fighting. Not much. I mean, you've got to clarify, right? There's always going to be some fighting. But what about when things are not so good? When our loved one's diagnosed with cancer? Or the world around us is falling apart? Or our heart hurts? Because we're grieving the loss of a loved one, new or old? It still says rejoice always. And so sometimes what happens is when, this is when things aren't going so good, we feel like David in Psalm 13. You know what he says there in Psalm 13? He says, oh Lord, how long? Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long, oh Lord, will you look the other way? How long, O oh Lord, must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long, O oh Lord, will my enemy have the upper hand? You know what he's saying, right? He's saying, don't you know, God? Don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you care that, that my loved ones are suffering? Don't you see that hate runs rampant? That darkness threatens the light everywhere I look? Don't you see this? Don't you see my kids hurting? How long, God? And now, God, you put your servant up in front of me <laughs> this day before Thanksgiving to read your word and say, Rejoice always? To always be joyful? You crazy, God, right? That's what we think sometimes. That's definitely what others think right now. When fear and frustration take over in, in our lives, how can we be filled with joy? It's so hard. And then what happens is we, we tend to cast this blame on God. We get angry over the fact that he hasn't answered our cries to him. Can we still be joyful? That's what people want to know. That's what people want to know right now. That's what they want to know tomorrow. Can we still be joyful? Can we still give thanks with all this going on? Can we really be joyful always? The answer 
Yes. Sorry, those who shook your head no. I won't call anybody out. I love you all. Yeah, we can. It's not easy. It's not fun. But yes, we can always really rejoice. We always can re- Billy, really be joyful no matter what's going on. You see, no matter how deep our frustration, no matter how weak we feel in the situation that we are in, we can always be joyful because we rejoice always in Christ, in God, in Jesus. Not in ourselves, not in our icky, sticky situation that we're facing. No, we can rejoice always in Christ, We can rejoice because Jesus' grace makes up for where we constantly fail. We can rejoice because his love is stronger than no matter what we're going through. So, so yeah, no matter what circumstances are, are going on in our lives, we can be thankful. We can trust God in every single circumstance so we can rejoice always, not in ourselves, not in our kids, not in our family, not in this world, but we can rejoice always in Christ for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, you move on to the next part of that verse, right? Verse 17. Another long one here from Paul. He just says there simply in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing. Another translation, keep on praying. When? Well, at a time such as this, right? Whether it's a good night or a bad night in your house, what should you do? Keep on praying. Pray when things are good. You're, you're thanking God. Other times when things aren't good, pray. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Remember that God's steadfast love for you does what? It endures forever. Things not good, hardships staring you in the face. You're not alone. You are not alone. Cry out to God. You're not going to be the first person to do it. And you definitely won't be the last. You can go again to the book of Psalms. If you're ever doubting where you need to read, go back to the book of Psalms. It'll cover it. But but the Psalms of David here again help us understand a bit of more why we can keep praying and why we need to keep praying. This time we're going to go to Psalm 27, verse 4. If you want to write down, if you want to go there. David says there, that there is one primary thing that he asks of the Lord in prayer. And that's the gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Well, David, in fact, prays for other things. He means at the very least, there is nothing better than to know the presence of God. Friends, same holds true for you and me. We want to enjoy God's presence throughout our lives. So we keep on praying. We, we, we keep on worshiping. 
We keep on going back to his word. Where we know his presence, we can feel his presence as he speaks to us through these things. And then that first psalm that that Quentin read for us, Psalm 63. What what, what you learn in here is you you can learn to cry out like David in faith. With a willingness to accept, to submit to God's plan. Therefore, he says there in Psalm 63, Oh God, my soul thirsts for you. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. I will praise you. There it is again. Because your love is better than life, I will praise you. You know what that means for us? That means because his steadfast love for us is better than all the blessings that we have, we will praise him. Because his steadfast love is better than all the struggles that we have to endure, guess what? We will praise him. Because his love for us is better than this life itself, we will praise him. We will cry out to him. We will keep on praying. For when we are in the presence of the Lord, when we rest our souls in him, we are satisfied. You all know, you try to rest your soul in something else, you're never satisfied. It'll last a while. But when we rest our souls in the presence of the Lord, We are satisfied, and our hearts are calm. They're quieted, even in the midst of the trouble, the pain, the danger, and the blessings, too. Why? Because God's steadfast love for us endures forever. So we keep on praying throughout it all. For as David reminds us, there is nothing better than gazing upon the beauty of the Lord. So our thankfulness can abound in any aspect of our lives. That leads us into the longest verse that we're going to be looking at tonight. Verse 18. Here we see that thankfulness activates this joy of this Christian life, and so we praise God. Here's what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. For who? You. That means you who are reading that right now, right? That means me, that means you, that means all of us. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Other ones say, no matter what happens, always be thankful. (laughs) No matter what happens, always be thankful. You see, we can praise God no matter what happens with thankfulness, because this is the will of who? It's the will of God. Not in us, but in who? In Christ Jesus for who? 
For you. For me. So, so no matter what's happening right now, no matter what's happened five years ago, ten years ago, no matter what happens 12 years from now, I don't know why 12, why not 12, right? We can praise God with thankfulness because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and me. Paul understood this, right? You, you can go elsewhere into his writings. You can go into 2 Corinthians and you can hear him complaining. Well, not really complaining, but asking the Lord, get this thorn out of my flesh. Take it out. Really sick and tired of it. But what does God say there? No. <laughs> he says no, and he says, my grace is sufficient for you. So he's helping Paul understand his grace, this undeserved love that he has given to Paul in Christ Jesus is exactly all that Paul needs. That's sufficient for him. So right now, guess what? God's grace is sufficient for you in Jesus. So you can give thanks. Even when he doesn't even seem like it. Even when you don't want to because it's not the way that you want it to be. God's grace is sufficient for you in Jesus. And I get it. It's a work in progress. For you and for me. It is a, it's, it's getting a better at this day in and day out. Not by what we do, but by the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives, within our hearts, that we are able to give thanks to the Lord. Psalm 118 verse 1 says, We'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever through the good, through the bad, through the ugly. His faithful love endures forever for who? You and me. This is why we can always be thankful. Not easy. Because his faithful love endures forever. Friends, don't deny the bad. Don't turn the eyes from the suffering. Don't refuse to speak the sorrow and the grief that you're feeling. Give it over to him. And give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for he truly is good. You see... Thankfulness is appropriate to every circumstance of our lives so we can trust God. Thankfulness can abound in any aspect of our lives so we pray out to God. Thankfulness will activate this joy of the Christian life inside us no matter what by the power of the Holy Spirit so we can praise God. Why? Because the steadfast love of the Lord is there for you. Always. The good action of God is there for his people. 
It's in the waters of holy baptism. It's in the Lord's Supper in which we will share and receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It's there on the cross. It's at the empty tomb. It's in the words of God itself. God's greatest gift given to you, his steadfast love is there for you and me and all people all the time in the Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in him. It's in his love that we can always be joyful. It's in his steadfast love that we can keep on praying. It's in his steadfast love that no matter what happens, we can be thankful. For this is God's will for you and me in Christ Jesus alone. Amen. And amen.